coaches just coming left and right. I got fans. My dad will drop me notes. I mean, we, we have a lot of people with a lot of, uh, a lot of trade ideas. And, and you know, look, I, I, want, I want all the ideas uh, we can get because I, I want to hopefully help this team. No, you don't. You do not want your dad calling you up and saying, listen, son, here's a guy. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 712, we've been sharing the story of one of our teammates here at Good Karma Brands. She's working through a courageous battle with cancer, and we're supporting her every day here, of course. But in particular, this week, Cherie Harris talking about her story, trying to bring awareness and a call to action so we can support people like her who are battling every day. July is Thrive Through Month for Good Karma Brands, and we are proud to share an encouraging story from the Truth's general manager, Cherie Harris, of thriving through her breast cancer diagnosis. I feel if you're comfortable, it's important to speak on it. You know, at work, people are going to discover something's going on with you because you're going to be out. Your your body's going to change. You're either going to gain weight, you're going to lose weight, you're going to lose hair. Your whole makeup is going to change and how you respond to people is going to change. So it's okay to say, hey, I'm just not doing well. I'm going through something and this is what it is and I need your support. Do I have your support? So don't be afraid to say something is wrong. We are strong black women and we do hold the torch and people come to us for so many things but it's time that people help us when we're dealing with something like cancer and we need the help we should not be in this alone and it was important for me to speak up on it because I wanted to continue to work I wanted to continue to live my life each day and I have that interrupted so it was okay for me to speak up on it and hopefully somebody can see how well I'm adjusting to it and when it happens to them or someone they know that they know they're going to be okay and if you're not going to be okay you got to understand what that is and you want to speak on that as well and get the help that you need if you don't ask you may not receive that help and it may be too late I was proactive about my care and I didn't ignore something. I didn't ignore that lump under my right arm because it wasn't under my left arm. It was that simple. Like something's here, but it's not on the other side of my body. What could it be? And the worst thing that it can be, and we always go to that, oh, it could be cancer. Okay, so it's cancer. What are we going to do about it? We are going to fight it. We're going to thrive through it. And we're going to give you the best care possible to make this disease go away. And that's all you can ask for. And the sooner you do that, the better life you will have, the better outcome you will have. Support our Thrive Through initiative by joining the 1017 The Truth team on July 27th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Broken Bat Brewery in Milwaukee for a breast cancer research fundraiser. So a lot of us will be out there tonight. I'll be tending bar at 4 p.m. It's fine. You can have a drink then. How can you pour? Are you a good pourer? Like, I have, what's I've, your, I've okay. learned. You know how. Yeah. Okay. You can do that little shake with the, with the tins next to your face. Make sure you smile. When you do that, <laughs> when you're mixing the drink. Listen, you'll get Makes your Makes all the difference in the world for your tips, man. Okay. Well, 100% of those tips, Deb, and 10% of the sales will go to Freighter and Medical College of Wisconsin's Breast Cancer Care and Research Fund. Brandon's Got Sports, coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Football is finally back. The new era in Green Bay kicked off at the start of the Packers training camp on Wednesday. Newly appointed starter Jordan Love getting his first shot as the new leader of the team and also getting a message from the former Packer and four-time MVP 
Aaron Rodgers. Aaron reached out to me last night, and that's exactly what he said. Yeah, he said, just be yourself, have fun, enjoy it. Um, you know, it's obviously my time now, and he just said, you know, be yourself. And I mean, that's all you can do. You know, that's kind of been the message from everybody is, you know, be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to be Aaron, things like that. Just be yourself, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the league's four-time MVP has signed a rework contract in which he voluntarily reduced his salary by about $35 million over the next two seasons. Day two of Packers camp continues on today, which will begin later this morning, beginning at 10.30. Over to the Diamond, where Freddie Peralta tossed six scoreless innings and matched a career high with 13 strikeouts, as Tyrone Taylor also hit a two-run homer, and the Milwaukee Brewers beat the Cincinnati Reds 3-0 on Wednesday afternoon. Lively kicks and delivers the pitch, and Tyrone a high drive. Left field, Benson back, track, gone! Taylor with a two-run shot, and the Brewers break the ice. It's two to nothing crew here in the seventh. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Taylor knocked in two runs. Andrew Monasterio would add one more later, and the Brewers take the game and the series from the Reds with the victory. The Brewers now leading the NL Central by one and a half games. Next up for Milwaukee, a three-game set down in Atlanta against the Braves, which will begin on Friday. And lastly, over to the World Cup, where the U.S. women's national team found themselves down by a goal in the second half Wednesday against the Netherlands. That was until Lindsay Haran decided in the 62nd minute to even things up. In swinging ball, headed down, tied and won! She did it, Haran! The match would go on to finish at a draw at one apiece, but with the rally in the second half, Team USA and Haran were content with the results. I'm really happy with, with the tie. Obviously, we would, we would love to have three points, but uh, getting that goal and, and the emotions that go with it, was, it was a proud moment. Team USA will have a little time off here. Their next match isn't scheduled until Tuesday, August 1st, against Portugal. 7:18 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Summer travelers hitting the road in record numbers this year. There are some who are choosing to cross the Badger State in ways other than the freeway. WTMJ's Adam Roberts rode the Amtrak Empire Builder from Milwaukee all the way to La Crosse. Here's his experience crossing Wisconsin by rail. Transit. The way we get from point A to point B. It's been in the Milwaukee news cycle a lot recently. Whether it's over what to do with the hop. They have had a very difficult time securing federal funding, which is where a large portion of the funding would come from to expand the hop. To the continued discussions of I-794. that, you know, we tore down a freeway and the world noticed. Or the always popular Evers expression. Fix the damn roads. No matter which way you get around, the idea that getting around quickly by any means desired is one that many would argue shouldn't be controversial. But as with anything, there are a lot of factors at play. Peter Park is the former city planner for Milwaukee, who recently held the same position in Denver. He spoke at a recent 794 public forum and had a quote that stuck with me since then. If we are this country that talks about choice and freedom of choice, why would we design a city that limits the choice and dependency on one mode of travel? So, taking that concept of freedom of travel choice, I expanded it to statewide travel. On a recent trip to visit friends in La Crosse, I decided I would get there by alternative means. Amtrak's Empire Builder first served customers in 1929 as the flagship train of the Great Northern Railway. It currently operates two lines between Chicago and both Seattle and Portland, serving up to 38 stations along the way depending on the route. 
One of those is the Milwaukee Intermodal downtown, where I hopped on about 15 minutes behind my scheduled 4.45 departure time. Please have your tickets out and ready for the conductor to scan. Do not hop on board the train until your ticket is scanned. Got it? Yes. Yes. Only two people got it? We're in education. Can I get it for somebody else? Can I get it for somebody else? All right. Well, at least Amtrak employees have a sense of humor. After boarding the Superliner, I took stock of my immediate surroundings and quickly noticed a key difference between train and air travel. So we departed the intermodal station about five minutes ago. And the first thing you notice when you ride one of these trains is just how much legroom you have even in the coach car. For reference, I'm six feet tall, and I could easily stretch my legs in front of me and still have room to spare. The extra legroom wasn't the only thing I noticed. The food and beverage situation also caught my attention. An added benefit for train travelers in Wisconsin, you can carry on any kind of drink you want. So even though this is technically a work assignment, I think I'm okay to have just one. After cracking that cold one open though, I was quickly reminded of one of the golden rules of public transportation. The crying baby always finds you. So it seemed like a good time to make a trip to the Empire Builder's dining car. And due to Amtrak's communal seating policy, I was seated across from Kevin and Moa, a couple from Sweden making a trip to the Twin Cities. I was here as, as an exchange student, 2016. So, uh, and I got really good connections with my family uh, in, in Minnesota. So now I'm going back to visit them. During our shared meal of Amtrak's famous flat iron steak, I was offered a unique European perspective on rail travel. The biggest part that plays a role is um, the environment. We care a lot about the environment in Sweden, where I'm from. Most people say like, yeah, I do this because uh, going with my car is bad for uh, the climate and stuff like that. And the government just pumps in money into the good, good trains and good buses and good services because they care about the climate. Does that seem like such a foreign concept to just have a vehicle and use that as your primary mode to get around? I mean, you can do like get where you want to go and take detours and stuff, but then you have to stay up and drive and then sleep somewhere. Speaking of sleep, after parting ways with Kevin and Moa, I headed back to my coach seat, took a quick power nap, and woke up as we rolled into the Lacrosse Amtrak Depot. About 20 minutes delayed, but we rolled into Lacrosse about 8:30. It's about what I was expecting. So so far, I'd say we've beaten the old Amtrak delay stereotypes. Ah, oh, me and my big mouth. Coming up later this week, we'll detail the trip home from Lacrosse, which involved a different set of wheels. Adam Roberts, WTMJ News. Yeah, that is a very different trip. Back eastbound, we'll run part two of Adam's story, this time tomorrow on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold is our guest on Brewers 360. Lots to talk about with the trade deadline coming up. We'll do that in about 10 minutes. It's the toughest place in the world to snag a restaurant reservation. It's not in L.A. or necessarily 
even London. The wait list at the Bank Tavern in Bristol, England is a jaw-dropping four hours. The big draw? The Sunday Roast, where they serve up 30-day-aged rare topside beef, slow-cooked pork belly, honey and rosemary roasted leg of lamb, and vegetable lentil loaf for non-meat eaters. A three-course meal costs $35. The second most difficult place to snag a spot? Damon Burrell's in New York's Hudson Valley with a one-year wait. Number three, La Mesita de Almanza in Tierra del Fuego, Argentina, where you have to snag a reservation six months out. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. All right, so Deborah said four hours. She meant four years. Gay. Yeah. Four years? Yeah, get, you put yourself in for some Packers season tickets, make this dinner right. reservation, and maybe you'll get in there. See which one happens first. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talker, Saturdays at 10, right here on WTMJ. on this Thursday morning. I think I'm doing no mode July. <laughs> By accident. Mother Na- it's because you mocked the no mo May. Mother Nature's I, I getting suppose. back at you. I mean, it's a good problem to have because we've had a lot of rain and the lawn is healthy, but I'm past a week, Mike, since I have mowed, which I'm like a mow twice a week guy. Twice a week? Well, yeah, you got to keep it tight. Unless that it gets really dry, hot. If it yeah. gets hot and dry, then I'll let it grow out a little bit. But this is, I was going to mow last week Saturday, and then it rained. I was going to mow Sunday evening, and then we went to the air show, and then we went out, and then we, I couldn't do that. Okay, fine. Changed my schedule around yesterday, so Wednesday I could get the mow in, and then... So what stage of grief are you in right now? Have you gone, It's causing you me anger? S- sincere anxiety. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking about it a lot. Someone comes over, what if someone surprises you? Right, yeah. Like Family if I, or yeah. something? And I get the, hey, I thought this was supposed to be, you know, long yeah. wars. Neighbors long are war. walking by, look at it. Yeah. yeah. The Maybe they're out of town or something? <laughs> you better knock on the door, bring them a casserole. 742, we've got Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold right up against the trade deadline. He joins us live next on Brewers 360. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind 13 strikeouts from Freddie Peralta and a two-run homer off the bat of Tyrone Taylor, the Milwaukee Brewers beat the Cincinnati Reds on Wednesday afternoon by a final score of 3-0. With the win, the Brewers now leading the NL Central by one and a half games. And next up for the Brew Crew, a three-game set down in Atlanta against the Braves, which will begin on Friday night. Gets on base. Rocco, do I care if it's a walk or a hit? Pete? You do not. I do not. Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold live with us this morning. If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? Matt, good morning. How's the tooth? I was worried about you. I saw you earlier this week and you had a major dental issue. I'm doing all right. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, it's getting better every day. I was I was uh, struggling for about a week there, but uh, yeah, the, the the medication has kicked in, and, and I'm doing a lot, lot better. <laughs> well, at the worst possible time, right? Because we're up against the trade deadline. I wonder, is it like the presidency? Where like you know, if the president goes into surgery, there's somebody else who's left in charge to run the country in case that deal, that big offer, comes in while you're you know in the dentist chair. <laughs> is there is there somebody yeah, who can no, make we, that call? Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, we have plenty of capable people here. Actually, when I was with uh, with Tampa Bay, we, uh, right on the deadline, uh, two consecutive years, one year uh, Andrew Friedman uh, actually his wife had a baby on the trade deadline, 
Uh, and the next, uh, I think the following year, he was actually in the hospital for, uh, he, he lost his appendix. And so we were dealing with him while he was going in and out uh, for us in, in a couple of years. So those were uh, those were exciting times. So hopefully I don't get that too far down the road. Right. Him, him all looped up. I had to trade them all. Trade all the bums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be fine. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Well, let's get after it. Buyers or sellers? I know you definitely want to add somebody to this ball club because you think this is a team that can make a run in the postseason. But it's not as easy as said and done, right? Yeah, that's exactly right, Vince. I, I think I, honestly, I mean, we're we're looking to try to help this team. You know, we we really want to. We've been working very very hard to try to do that. Uh, the players have played great, you know, and, and we're in a position where, you know, we should try to do what we can to, to help this ball club. And so that's what our focus is. And obviously, sometimes those deals, uh, you know, it takes two to tango and, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to try to help the team here. But, um, you know, certainly still have about a week to go here before the deadline. Matt, it's been an interesting year for you guys. A lot of injuries, calling up a lot of players, uh, Terrain and Weimer and, and Mitchell and all those guys. What what are some areas you would like to see your ball club improve on following the trade deadline bats bats offense yeah i think would probably be in that family um you know we (laughs) i watched the games just like you guys look and and you know one thing i would say you know whether we're we're winning seven nothing or two to one you know it's still a win and so that's something that you know our brand of baseball has been pretty tight and so you know i I don't know if that's a lot of fun always for everyone uh but but i can assure you that you know if, if if we can get a comfortable lead we'd like to do that so you know, I think some of that is is obviously coming through our pitching and defense, but also scoring more runs as well. Now, with the the change in the playoff format, more teams are making the playoffs. Matt, is it is it different this time of year with the, with the change in the format? Are, are teams like not sure if should we buy, should we sell, or is the is the dialogue die down a little bit because teams just aren't sure they have an, an opportunity to get in the playoffs uh, later on in the season? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think that's exactly right. I think we're seeing teams that are that are still sort of trying to decide what they want to be. And, and we saw the Angels make a move last night, which indicated which direction they're going to go. Um, I think a lot of teams are just waiting to, to get more information on how they're playing over the next couple of days to make that ultimate decision on what they want to do here at the deadline. Talking with Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold. So who's helping you? In the organization, Matt, make those decisions. Uh, is counts chirping at you? Are the players coming to you and are like, "Hey, listen, I got, I got a guy for you." Oh my god, <laughs> it, it, we have a lot of, <laughs> we have a lot of assistant GMs right now. Yeah. Um, it's it's every guy, it's every player in the clubhouse. Uh, Wade Miley's been a special assistant here, giving me all kinds of great ideas. Uh, coaches just coming left and right. I got fans. My dad will drop me notes. I mean, we, we have a lot of people with a lot of, uh, a lot of trade ideas. And, and you know, look, I, I, want, I want all the ideas uh, we can get because I, I want to hopefully help this team. No, you don't. You do not want your dad calling you up and saying, listen, son, here's a guy. <laughs> it Come on. doesn't matter if I want it or not. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm still going to get it. So it's, it's all good. No, I, I really do like the ideas. <laughs> that's, that's like me with my old man in baseball. Just just embrace it, man. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so do you have uh, one, one final thing for you? Any like These are things that can happen anytime. We could get off the phone today, and in a matter of minutes or hours, you could have a huge trade. It could be days. Could it ultimately end up this is the team we have? 
Yeah, I, I do think that's possible. Um, you know, I, I think that we are very actively trying to, to, you know, make additions to help this ball club, you know, so, um, you know, but at the same time, we believe in this team. We really do. We do believe in the group that we have here. And these guys have worked really hard to, uh, to put themselves in this position. And, and I think this is a really good club. And, and I think we do have a good enough team here to go deep into the playoffs. Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold. Look forward to talking about some huge acquisitions next week, Matt. <laughs> Hope so. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Tell your dad hello from all of us, too. <laughs> Brewers 360 yeah. sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Mark Tauscher next. Idea Man. Fans want access. Innovator. Did you know who was mic'd up, Tausch? And Packers Hall of Famer. Aaron Canton, who was a quieter guy. All of a sudden, he's being a lot chirpier and talking more, and we would just know. All right, Campy's, uh, he's mic'd up tonight, so be careful with what's going on. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher with us on Wisconsin's Morning News on the second day of Green Bay Packers training camp. Tausch, I know we talked about the fact that I used to work at training camp when I was in college at St. Norbert. One of my jobs was to drive the vans for guys who didn't have their cars up. So you drive them from St. Norbert out to 1265 Lombardi. Did you ever hop on one of those vans? Oh, yeah. No, I... <laughs> you uh, rode with the kids? I, I can remember the van... When I first reported, I was driving at that point, I think a Grand Am, a Pontiac Sweet. Grand Am, and I got lost. So then I jumped in. I don't know how I got lost. I think I was probably nervous because it was my first day and we were over at St. Norbert's. But yeah, I can remember getting in the van and going down 172, getting off on Webster. I don't know what, what the heck was going on, but you, I always remembered you know, the van drivers, but then the, the cafeteria people because we'd go in. And they'd have all the newspapers sitting out, and you'd go and read. And I can remember reading articles on who's on the bubble, who's on the fence. And I found out real quickly, don't do that. Uh, as a rookie, don't, don't get into it. But the, the cafeteria people, and that was always one of the cool parts, especially later on, because we'd stay there two or three weeks, and you'd see more and more students and, and people matriculating through uh, St. Norbert's as camp was going on. You know, the rules were made very clear to us, and I was working camp under Mike Holmgren, which I was told You broke was, him, didn't you? you <laughs> well, I got caught being an idiot once in a while, but it was, it was very clear. Like, you were to refer to any player as Mr. There was no hobnobbing around, no asking for autographs whatsoever. You were supposed to be businesslike, but as a you know college kid, I always appreciated guys like I'm sure you were who were a little bit extra friendly to us. Well, it was all, you know, the, the early morning breakfast crew and then... We would do a snack at, you know, 9.30 or 10 o'clock with milkshakes and whatever else. And it was always, you could tell uh, the people that were really gung-ho to be there and excited about, you know, being a part of it. And so, yeah, I think you always tried to, to make it as comfortable as you could because, you know, for, especially as rookies and stuff, you, you didn't know what the hell was going on. But for the veteran players, like when Favre would be up there, Frankie, all the older guys, you would try to tell a story and have a little fun and make it as memorable as you could for anybody that was working so that they'd have a story to tell. You know, a young Vinny Vitrano could tell a Reggie White story back to his parents when he was back <laughs> yeah, in St. Norbert. I absolutely did all that. I'll tell you a story that, that I didn't enjoy telling as much. One of the jobs as one of the cafeteria workers was blender guy. 
so right. You mentioned guys guys love shakes or they uh, make yep. the protein shakes or whatever. But there was this one cat. I wish I could remember who it was. I don't think he made the team even, Tausch, but he broke his jaw in camp. And this guy, he, but he was still able to work out, you know, to a certain degree, non-contact stuff. So this guy's working out. He's busting. He's trying to make the team. And he is hungry. But his jaw is wired shut. So he would bring to me a plate of food, like fish and spaghetti and whatever, and come to Blender Guy and say, Hey, man, hey man can you blend this up for me, man? Can you just blend this up and put it in a shake? Yeah, and the correct answer should be no. I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> I don't but do that here, knowing, sir. knowing how helpful and everybody wanting to accommodate and you know do their part to try to help the Green Bay Packers win games, I don't even know. What do you do to that? Do you add? Uh, you add milk? What do you? How do you mollify that so that the guy with the broken jaw can actually eat fish and chips blended <laughs> up? I, because yeah, I think at that point you're going to be doing a lot of protein shakes. You're going to be doing a lot of whatever Gatorade, whatever it would be to give yourself as many calories. But I can't imagine what a young Vinny Vitrano is doing when Eugene McCaslin is coming in and he's firing up. Hey, make this fish and chips into a smoothie so that I can actually drink it. You had the key was a sauce. You had to have a, add a so there was pasta every night. So he would Did usually you put tartar sauce in the blender. No, nah, man, it's like a red sauce. So he'd so, go spaghetti sauce and then some sort of baked fish. So it was liquidish. No, but I'm saying like let's say you had french fries. Do you then add ketchup to the french fries and blend it or do you just blend the <laughs> I guess I'm just right. confused on how that how you mix that and try to keep it as regular as you can but still try to accommodate having a busted up jaw that that's the beauty of you know training camp and i think one of the things that you know the current packers are probably missing out on is some of that and i'll be honest with you it, it, for as big of a pain in the butt as it was to you know to be up all night and what it was those are some of the memories and some of the things sitting out throwing euchre playing sheephead in that courtyard in st norbert's so we didn't go to bed because we had the two twin beds and early on, there was no air conditioning. You would try and stay up as long as you could, knowing you had a long day coming up the next day. VMC, Victor Minahan McCormick Hall there at St. Norbert College. Thanks, Tausch. We'll uh, talk tomorrow on day three of camp. I, I, I'm really interested for you to tell me who actually busted the jaw and was a total pain in your butt. We'll try to get that out of you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll see if I can remember, man. I'm pretty sure he didn't make the team. Hey, man, can you blend this up for me, man? That's a great impression. (laughs) Poor guy. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Rich Kirchin. A labor strike at Leinen Kugel's hometown brewery in Chippewa Falls. About 40 Teamsters members seek improved wages, while Molson Coors, which owns Leinen's, says it's made a competitive offer. New Alzheimer's therapies could lead to growth opportunities for GE Healthcare's imaging business in Waukesha and West Milwaukee. CEO Peter Arjuini says,